Welcome to Just Think, the podcast. The podcast where we don't want to tell you what to think. We just want to encourage you to do it. We are three friends that came from across the political spectrum who were tired of partisan politics and were alarmed at what we saw happening in our country, including the growing political divide. But we found as we challenged ourselves to recognize our own biases, to put them aside, we were absolutely united in our pursuit for the truth. And that's why we started this podcast to share the conversations we were having around that pursuit and to invite you into our conversation. To encourage you to feel free to ask questions. Search for the answers yourself to say what you think. That's right, because as we like to say, diversity of thought, ideas, and beliefs are welcome here. Asshats are not. (laughs) (laughs) All are welcome as long as you just think. Welcome to Just Think, the podcast. This is Holly. And Amy. And Kristen. And today we are joined by another very special guest. Dr. Charlie Crockley is someone that we have been introduced to really, probably more recently, and we have become so fascinated by just his wisdom in medicine and in health. And we just want to sit as his feet and learn. And so we thought, what better thing than to like sit at his feet with all of you listeners all around the globe and let you take some of his wisdom into and learn really about living what I would say is living in optimal health. And we were talking before we hit record, the last three years have taught us a lot. If you're paying attention, your eyes have been open to some things, right? And one of the things Kristen and Amy and I have learned both from our personal health journeys, looking after family members with their own health journeys, and certainly through watching what was happening the last three years in Western medicine, we have learned that the body is an amazing creation and that it is divinely created to heal itself so that it survives. And that when we work to give it what it needs to live in its optimal state and to correct what gets knocked off course. It's an incredibly beautiful thing. And and I would also probably say a simple thing. There's some really simple things that I've learned about what my body needs that help it live in health. And our Western culture has created a mindset that says, I'm sick, that's bad, Let's throw all these medications at it. Let's run to the doctor and let's let's do all these things. And Chris and Amy and I call it medical whack-a-mole. You know, you fix this to like damage this. And it's like, then you're on this like crazy wellness treadmill where you're just trying to keep up and stay ahead of things, but you're always repairing something else. And we know there's got to be better for us. And Uh, Dr. Charlie, we know that you have so much experience in this and that you also have wisdom in what you have learned because when people tell your story, which is where I want to start, when they hear your story, they're going to realize it is like God divinely picked you and was like, hey, you are going to help people learn how to heal. So will you start by telling us like kind of your background and how you got here? Hmm. (laughs) First of all, Holly, um, I'm going to say that that was a beautiful articulation of healing and the healing process, beautiful, and where we find ourselves today. So about me, I'm um, a 77-year-old white male 
living in <laughs> living in Longmont, Colorado, near my grandchildren and family. And I have practiced naturopathic medicine, been a naturopathic physician since 1979. I was the first doctor in Colorado, the first naturopathic doctor in Colorado. And facing the obstructions to the truth of naturopathic medicine is I've swam in those waters since forever. Mm. Right? So I so um I I began and uh was given a book by a fellow ski bum in Aspen, Colorado in 1979. The book was called Rational Fasting and the Mucusless Diet Healing System by Professor Arnold Errett. And what I saw in this book, what awakened in me was, was, my God, there it, the ways that we eat contribute to our illness, are a major cause of our illness, and a major means by which we can heal illness. Wow. We're not a victim to sickness. And I, I was overcome with it and knew without a doubt that everybody in the world was going to be as enthused about this as I am. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't it be nice if they it, were? It, yeah, it's just so obvious, right? <laughs> so so I, began, I began my quest and fast forward five years or so. I was working construction in Southern California, <clears throat> married at the time. I was in a chiropractor's office, and after being adjusted, this doctor looked down on me, and he said to me, he said, Charlie, have you ever thought about being a doctor? And I promise you, in that instant, I was a doctor. Mm. In that, uh, there was no time lag whatsoever. I was a doctor. And I went home and my mind could not grasp that I was a doctor because here I am pounding nails, right? And, <laughs> and I couldn't see how to do that. So I stayed up the entire night. I couldn't sleep. I was in San Clemente, California. We live about a block and a half from the beach. And I walked down to the beach and walked down to the pier and went out in the end of the pier. <sighs> and I stood on the end of the pier and I held my arms out and I said, you teach me, you, you make me a doctor and I promise you. I will teach this wisdom. Oh, and I went home and from there, it has been one revelation after another guiding me to in this path of, of healing and of self-healing. I, and so. I think what I want our listeners to capture from that too, because I know a lot of our listeners come from different different backgrounds, perspectives. I mean, that's one of the things we said with our, with our podcast, you know, we came from across the political spectrum and all hated politics, but we were united in the pursuit of truth. And one of the mm -hmm. things that changed my health journey when I got a chronic digestive uh, illness uh, about 12, 13 years ago, 
14, maybe I was living, my, my quality of life was terrible. And no doctors could figure it out. I live in, in, in North Carolina near Duke University, the University of North Carolina, all these medical establishments. And, and no one, basically, I was being told, you may just have to be on proton pump inhibitors the rest of your life. And in that moment, am I crying out to God, like, God, I am too young to live like this. I am too young to be this sick, but not sick to where anyone knows what's wrong, you know? And I started to really begin to believe in my soul, kind of like how you that like how you had that same experience that our bodies are meant to heal themselves. And there are answers to our root. The root getting to the root cause is findable. And it was going to require me, though, not a doctor. It was going to require me to be introspective, to to be thoughtful, to be prayerful, to read, to try to understand what could cause this growing? And I figured it out. It was Advil. It was taking Advil for a tooth that disrupted the lining of my stomach, which sent me on two years of horrible, like feeling terrible day in and day out. And I just say that to say that what my biggest revelation of that whole time was, if God created this body and he created it to live, the one who created it knows how to give me the wisdom to fix it. And when, and that revelation is what saved me. Is what saved me. And now it's the way I can look at things and not be afraid. I can take fear and put it aside and say, okay, we're not going to be afraid here. That's not going to help me get well. And it can help me be, it can help me start doing that introspection and that reading and that learning because I'm encouraged to believe that this thing was created in God's image and it was created with such divine intelligence that it will figure out how to survive. I just want to learn how to help it, if that makes right. sense. Right. <laughs> Right. That, that make, yes, that makes perfect sense. Again, Holly, beautiful. Um, well, you become a, a naturopathic doctor first in Colorado, which, by the way, I don't think we knew that. Did you girls know that? I'm like, mm -mm. that's that's huge. They are like the first naturopathic doctor. Uh, real quickly, though, remember when we called? I did it. But remember when naturopathic doctors were called quacks? Right. And <laughs> and and like very well. Very no well. Given. And then, of course, if you talked about having herbs or vitamins or, you know, breath work or anything, they were like, oh, one of those like new age people. And, you know, so will you just share with our audience, you know, when you I'm sure that doesn't even affect you anymore because more and more people are awake to the realities. But what do you what is your response really to people who say that's just that's just quackery or that's. How do you help people better understand naturopathic medicine? How do I help people better understand naturopathic medicine? <laughs> um, it, it ever depends on the person, right? And uh, it used to be, we used to, we used to <laughs> laugh about it when I was in naturopathic college. I remember being at a party and this buddy of mine comes over, another student comes over to me and goes, listen to Jimmy over here. He's trying to explain naturopathic medicine. <laughs> and he's using the line about homeopathy and how it works, which we all know inside out, right? Right. Right. And so how do I do that? Um, I, gosh, you know, it so depends on the person. Right. And let's say uh, the uh, person who... Their, all their faith is in Western medicine. In other words, they're like, yeah, if you yeah. don't have mm -hmm. that degree, 
and you're not board certified, you know, and you haven't gone through the years of medical school and done your residency and gotten that, all those certifications, you can't tell me about my health. How do you know that that's not the truth, that, 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 that those doctors can be helpful, but that there's so much more to health and healing than the yes. Western culture has understood? Yes. And I also, I also like your definition of naturopathic medicine too, like the four pillars with the, um, mm. the mindset mm. and the diet and the activity and stuff too. So, I mean, I'm sure that goes along with how do you explain it to people, but I want people to hear yeah. that too, because some people, they're still new to this. Yeah. Thank yeah. you, Kristen. So I'll answer both questions beginning with, with Holly's. How do I interact with people? I have a policy that I try to adhere to, which is um, if people aren't paying me, I don't give them advice. Right? <laughs> that's good. <laughs> that, 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 that's been a long lesson. And, and, and that said, my entire mission is to serve people and to help them. So what I try to do, it will do, is to bring it down to, well, how is your health? What are your concerns about your health? And they'll say, well, I'm overweight, right? Uh, or whatever they say. And I, and I will say something to them like, um, are you aware that you can make an enormous difference in that through the ways that you eat? And most people, you know, are, that lands for them. They have some sense of that. And, and from there then, depending on their sincerity, I will I will go forward trying to keep it really relevant to them and not this matter of do I believe this. Right. <laughs> so right. And, and this question, Holly, is the all important one for all of us who are awakening to this truth and this wisdom. And it is how do we interact with other people in a way that they're able to see this? Right. right? It's ooh. I mean that that is the art of of a teacher of an emissary of of us. Yeah. So so that's my answer to that Holly. Thank you. And, and Kristen you asked about the four pillars of health. And so um those four pillars are eating, moving, thinking and relating. And in those, for example, with my patients in eating, uh, each of those, each of those, eating, moving, thinking, and relating is a, 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 a the ultimate art, right? The ultimate art, the means by which we heal, the portals through which healing comes are our actions. Mm. The actions that we perform, our thoughts, words, and deeds. Mm. So, so in my work with people, my analysis, and I tell people, you come to me to find the behavioral causes of your health. There are environmental causes, genetic causes, all, all, all types of causes. And I, my diagnostic is to find the causes of your sickness in these four pillars, these four behaviors. And so in eating, uh, I 
have a program that I take my patients to, a program of self-discovery that I call Food is Your Best Medicine. And in that, they learn, first of all, what is a basic eating regimen? What are the amounts of vegetables, of fruits, of animal proteins, of nuts and seeds, of all, uh, right, that, that they, that would be a good basic eating regimen to follow through their lives. Now, that can be a ton of work for people mm. simply to get to that stage. Then the next is to go through a protocol that eliminates all the, the 10 most common food allergens and food sensitivities, which include wheat and gluten and milk and soy and peanuts and, uh, and so on. And they eat, they eat a regimen that excludes all those for a period of time. And then systematically, we introduce what I determine to be the most suspicious foods for them. Mm -hmm. which are usually the foods they crave, right? Oh. And, and to introduce those one at a time, three times a day, for three days, and observe what happens in their own body when they do this, right? So that, and then when they do that, if a person, let's say if a person has, uh, you, could, you could pick it, um, arthritis, right? During the, when they reintroduce the food, typically their arthritis will flare. Mm. Right now, this could this is the body telling you when this food isn't good for me. It aggravates my arthritis. So then there's a whole protocol that they must learn of how do I care for myself when I have an acute flare up of arthritis, which is the same way as I would care for myself if I have a fever, if I have a cold, if I have a bladder infection. And that means is of fasting. So they need to learn how to fast. Fasting's like exercise. There's different ways of doing it. That is, there's modified fasts and there's complete fast. So they learn to fast. They learn to do bowel cleansing. And bowel cleansing, they use either enemas or castor oil or vitamin C. There's any number of ways of cleansing the bowel and, uh, and deep rest during that time, as well as water therapies, herbal medicines, homeopath. All these things can be added into it. But the primary actions that are under their control in this case that we're talking about is their eating and their resting. So they learn to fast. And then we go, we go forward, and in the healing process, the way the healing process occurs is that the body moves from this chronic state of arthritis. As it gets nourished and purified, its healing power rises, and, and the body rebels. And they get fevers, they get diarrheas, they get aggravations of their, of their arthritic condition. And they learn, when I have this, I fast, rest, bowel cleanse, do these other things, right? And by that, then my body eliminates these poisons from itself, mm. and I return to a state where I have better energy, I sleep better. 
right? I my food cravings have declined, and I'm in a better state of health. So, which is, um, I mean, what what I hear you saying is is that you when you're ha having inflammation in the body, pain, sickness, disease, whatever's going on that you know is different, it's not your discomfort, discomfort, whatever it is, that there is a means that you yourself can start to take control of your health and start to figure out what is provoking it and then ways that you can heal it in ways that we basically, I heard you explain it this way, like that when there is something going on in the body, like an invader in the body, that the body has its ways of getting toxins out and that mm -hmm. we can facilitate getting them out. What are those ways? Because I want people, <laughs> they're very simple that's, ways, but what are the ways the body- right. That's right. That's right. So in this moment, our bodies are getting poisons out of themselves. And there's four ways that the body eliminates poisons. The first one is through breathing, through the breath. What we exhale right, is the elimination of toxic gases from our body. The second way is through our bowels, right? Through, through having bowel movements, through diarrheas, through through the bowel, we eliminate. The uh, vomiting is another way when we're sick and nausea that the body is eliminating poison. The third way is to our urine. And our urine changes its composition constantly, right? And during sickness, it is it darkens, it thickens, it is it is eliminating poisons, and in some cases that's burning and painful for people to go through that process. And the fourth way by which we eliminate is through the skin. And mm -hmm. through the skin, we may have acne, we may have boils, we may have psoriasis, we may have a dermatitis. We uh, and the most pronounced and acute way is with a fever where we break into a sweat and often get rashes as those poisons come out of the body. So those are the four ways that we, that we eliminate. And, and understanding that this is the mechanism by which the body heals itself, then we seek to work with this. For example, I was working with a patient uh, on Sunday morning who uh, this man is, he has something like a flu and he's, uh, he's, and one of the parts of it is that he's nauseated and when he eats, he feels worse. And, and so immediately, immediately this, I recognize the body doesn't want to eat, right? And most of us are possessed by the notion that we need to eat to keep up our strength when we're sick. However, the body is saying, no, don't feed me. So I have them stop eating. I also prescribe a rounded teaspoon of baking soda, which is a remedy par excellence for nausea. So, mm. I, so I guide him through this process of, of fasting and to cleanse his bowel. Obviously, his bowel doesn't want stuff in it. And, uh, and he learns then how to do this, right? How to, how to care for himself. So let me see. We're talking about the four pillars, the ways that the body speaks to us through these and during acute illness. Here's, here's a point. So <clears throat> if we 
do not understand that the beneficial nature, the healing nature of acute illness, of fevers, of nausea, and so on, and we treat it like we treat COVID. Oh, my God, I need to make this go away so I can be healthy again. And we suppress it with medications, as you said, Holly, with acetaminophen, right? If we suppress the body's efforts to free itself of poisoning and to rest itself and regain its vitality, where do those poisons go? Exactly. Right? Yep. They um, stay. I, yeah, I want to make the point, like I was an ER nurse, and even just before that, it killed me that we would try to stop people from throwing up. I mean, even if they just had one one vomit. I'm, I, okay, it's one thing if you're like throwing up multiple, multiple, multiple times, or even diarrhea, trying to give somebody Imodium. I'm like, that is your body telling you to get that, literally that shiitake out of you. You don't want that. You don't want to be full of that. You don't want, I mean, you want to get that out. You, you take something to stop it. All it is is just sitting there. Then where's it going to go? Then what are you going to do with it? It really makes no sense if you really stop and think about it logically. You know, I feel like naturopathic medicine is like logic medicine. <laughs> you yeah. got it. You got it. it. Just makes consistent sense. with reason. Yes. Right? Yeah. Consistent with our deepest thinking about what is true here and thousands of years of experimentation demonstrating it, proving it. The evidence for it is overwhelming. And how the hell are we blocking it? Exactly. <laughs> right. Or right. calling it new age when it's been around for thousands of years. It's oh, like right. Yeah. So what does that mean? New um, age, new age common sense. Well, all yeah. three of us as, um, as moms, you know, we all have kids and I know um, this is that time of year. Everybody's back in school yep. and bringing home stuff. My son right now has a cough and he's like, mom, I'm sick. And it's kind of like a, you know, mucusy cough and you know, there's the fevers and stuff. What are your best tips for moms um, when their kids come home? Because, you know, a lot of moms are just like what you said. We're like, we want them to feel better. You want your kid to yep. feel better. You want to do whatever you, you know, whatever it takes to get them back to help. Um, and back to school. Like treating fevers naturally, you know, um, or treating coughs naturally. Like, what are your best tips for moms? Not to be scared, but to just fevers. help yeah, the body. Yeah, yeah. What was, what was that, Kristen? What did you I say? Said, I said fever too. Did you say fever, Amy? I know you said yeah, the cough. Fever. Yeah. You said fever yeah. too. Fever, yep. cough. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, um, so here we go. Let me start with the tips and then I'll philosophize. Um, the, the, the tips are, first of all, the simplest thing is have a relationship with a naturopathic doctor or a chiropractor, an acupuncturist, a functional medical doctor, one who understands this way of thinking. So then you have acupuncture treatments, chiropractic manipulations, homeopathy, herbalism, all these, all these different remedies available that you can do. Now, those are all still medicines, which is what some, what another person can do for you or what a medicine can do for you. This is great, right? Medicine is, is, all that we think it is and more. It's just a, a blessing in our life. Use well. And 
before any medicines is the self-healing power of our body, mm. right? So understanding in this case that a cough, that a fever is beneficial is ah, and that the primary response to it is always fasting, modified fasting, and bed rest, right? As well as bowel cleansing. So with infants, you can have a little syringe and give them an enema, get the poop out of them, right? You can, again, give them a dose of castor oil, which will get the poop out of them. You can, and then you have them fast, right? And fasting for an infant or for a child requires a doctor to understand how to do that. But modified fasting would include, for example, there's a soup uh, originated by my mentor, who is who was Henry Beeler, a medical doctor who wrote the book entitled Food is Your Best Medicine. And the broth, which is actually a soup, is called Beeler's Broth. And it consists of zucchini, celery, green beans, along with <clears throat> with some uh, finely chopped parsley that is put in a blender, steamed and put in a blender with water that you blend it in. And it makes this great, rich, thick soup, which is which provides the alkaline minerals that neutralize the acids in the body. So that's a great one. Right. And there are other ways to learn to feed your baby. And a mother needs to learn this because they're afraid to not feed them. Right. Yeah. So so it, it's a learned skill. Right. That but that is the how we care for ourselves is foundational. And then you can do something as simple as what is called warming socks, where you put uh, socks that you put in cold water, wrung out, you put them on their feet, put over some heavy socks and it draws the heat down from the upper body to the feet and dissipates it that way. So it helps the body with the sore throat, with the sinusitis, with the ear infections. And there's a, a great method for when the baby has a fever, which is you put them in a pair, you get a, a pair of cotton zoom zooms, right? And again, you do the same thing. You soak them in water, you rinse them out, and you put them on the baby, and she goes crazy and says, I don't like this, right? And then you wrap her up totally, completely, and hold her. And what happens is that the body at first is chilled by, ugh, this is cold, but it has a fever. So it comes back, and the fever comes to the surface, and the body perspires, and it gets to get these poisons out of it, and then naturally the fever drops. So those are all procedures, and you can see they require some training, but this is learnable by anybody. Right? Yeah. This is learnable stuff, and this is what we face is the people must understand their own power to heal illness. They yeah. must. Otherwise, we're, we have nothing available to us but medicines. That's so, right. Medicines and other people. Like, here's the other part of it that we learned from 2020. How many of you had a medical doctor tell you, for example, and I'm just going to say it because this is what we talk about on this show, is... They said, oh, yeah, you, get the, you should get the vaccine. It'll help you not get as sick with COVID. It prevents severe death and hospitalization and death, right? And, and how many of you had a medical doctor tell you that? And what we now know is these were not sufficiently tested. We, there were side effects that we now know were way worse 
than they said they were. And if you were putting all your faith, if your health and the faith of your health and well-being was put in another person, that was your wake-up call. Okay? Mm -hmm. Think for yourself. You have it in you. God made you. You have it in you. Our doctors, our doctors sure aren't thinking. And I will right. say, Dr. Charlie, um, I love that you said something. I mean, this may just be the babies, but the fasting where you can actually eat. That's the kind of fasting I like. Yeah. I know you don't like to give advice to people unless they're paying you, but... As far as fasting for adults, <laughs> like what do you, I mean, and I know that obviously y'all want to get, we got to say this time we're not giving y'all medical advice. You know, get, this right. is all, wouldn't all, want to do that. All, <laughs> it's all catered individually. Everybody's individualized approach and everybody's different. Some people can handle the fasting or different ways, but what are your different fasting approaches or, or can you, if you can let us know, because mm -hmm. I'm interested in hearing mm -hmm. that. That's well, true. Let me give you like let me let me give you an example <laughs> on uh, on Sunday morning at 8 a.m. Mountain Standard Time. I teach a class every Sunday morning that's called Experiments in Self-Healing. This week, the experiment in self-healing is of the apple fast. It's apple season, right? Apples are coming in. So what we're doing is experimenting with eating just apples. Now, for some people, they may choose to have apples for breakfast and just change their breakfast to being just apples and see what happens, right? Then you could also have apples for breakfast and for lunch. And you could do that one day. You could do that every day up to you how you want to do the experiment this week. And you could also just eat apples all day long. And you could eat apples just for three days, right? So those are experiments that can be run in modified fasting that you're asking about. Now, to put this in some perspective, uh, a woman uh, in the late 1800s healed herself of cancer by eating just grapes and she ate them uh, i don't know how long she went through it but she has a protocol it's called the grape fast mm -hmm. in which you eat grapes seven times a day for three weeks uh, and and at the same time you can include uh certain limited foods tomatoes uh and then you add in other foods anyway uh, the grape fast has a, a long tradition in naturopathic medicine, as do mono diets or other fasts, such as apples or peaches or whatever. So that's an uh, example of modified fasting and a way in which I teach people. And then uh, more on modified fasting is in the Food is Your Best Medicine program that I talked about. The after doing the allergy elimination regimen, testing allergies, then I and this is what I typically do with patients. I put them on. I guide them through two modified fasts, and those modified fasts are like vision quests. It's fasting and prayer have always gone together in the traditions. So this is a time that you set aside for self purification and for gaining wisdom. So it's a time of fasting, rest, and prayer. 
and solitude. And the first one is to eat just vegetables and just fruit for three days. Right? Okay. That's so you run that experiment. If you're resting in bed, anybody can do it. You may get tired. You may get headaches, just as we do when we withdraw from coffee or withdraw from alcohol or sweets. Right. Your body goes through its withdrawal. That's the point of it. You're actually making yourself sick. You go to bed. You you're you're you allow the body to go through its self-purification process. And then so then. But in the first one, typically eating fruit and vegetable, most people are like. They go to work They're, You know, they can do whatever they want to. And they have about 50 percent energy. So I tell them to temper their lives and adjust their schedule so that they have about 50 percent energy. And then the second one is the liquid purification, which includes if the person is able to obtain fresh vegetable juices, fresh vegetable juices, as many as they want to drink through, through the day. And it includes Beeler's broth, which I've just described, another broth called alkaline broth, which is a true broth from simmering vegetables, and uh, often dilute fruit juices. <clears throat> so those are given. And in that one, uh, the person is, I, I instruct them to stay horizontal as much as they can to use exercise simply to refresh themselves and to loosen up and get their breath going, but not to be engaged in their usual strength mm -hmm. workout, right? And so those are the two modified fasts that I teach people. And then these are employed then, and they know how to do this. They've been trained when I have a fever, when I get a sore throat, or when my child has an ear infection. This is the basis for it. And then what complements that is skillful medicine. Okay. So what about fasting if you're well? Do you recommend that for, for well? Because, you know, I know you're working with patients who are having an illness, but like if you're feeling in, you know, in optimal health, how does fasting support you in that? Yeah, yeah. great question. I use it. Um, uh, it is fasting takes us to another level. It makes our health even better. We, um, the process of fasting in my clinical experience and personal experience is that I know of nothing more healing, more powerful than fasting. And again, it's fasting and prayer. The, so, so, um, uh, Anybody who begins the process discovers that it's like exercise. Fasting's like exercise. You can take it to the bank. This is the means by which you heal. And we all need it because we all are poisoning ourselves either through our own conscious indulgence because it's right. It's work to eat impeccably. And yeah. we are poisoning ourselves through our thoughts and our relationships. We're getting stressed out. We're getting fatigued. We all need to fast and rest, right? So as you do this, you recognize it. And then people, it, for myself now, I fast when I get sick, like I had COVID twice, right? Fasting, boom, the whole basis of it. And, and so... People will, if they're 
if they're sick, yes, and then their sickness will direct their fasting for them. If you're well and want to go for it, then you set up a time such as what I've described. And I've guided people in fast from, I guided one woman in a fast for 50 days on only water, 55 zero days. What? Yeah. What was she, what, what was she trying to heal? Or can you she say? Had, she, she had Sjogren's disease, which is an autoimmune disorder. And she was on a number of medications. She was so fatigued that she could not empty her dishwasher. Oh. She was, right? And we went through this, and she blossomed, right? Her energy returned. She lost, I think she lost 50 pounds. Yeah, well, I'm sure. And, and, and got off her medications, really was, was had taken just a, a, an enormous step in self-healing and uh so then we parted ways i didn't see her for a number of years and what happened and this i see with the majority of my patients i'll say is that she was unable to sustain those gains her addictions to sweets and to breads and her her aversion to exercising her body and so mm. on, uh, she became entrapped again in those habits. Oh, wow. and, and so then this, as a clinician, has led me to say, okay, what's the cause of this? How do we, how do we keep people from falling back into the prison of sickness? Now, I've talked with my colleagues who own and run fasting centers and this is the this is the central question they do everything that they can while they're while the patients are with them in the fasting centers to educate them however most of them become lost again why they have no community mm. they, they they may have a community they may go to church but they don't have a community of people who know how to heal Yes. And who can validate their sanity right. and, and be with them and say, me too. I yeah. struggle to eat well. I struggle to get the exercise that I need to make the time for meditation and self-reflection. Yeah. It's right. And I fail all the time and they get to be and see, oh, you know, this isn't just something I ought to be able to snap my fingers and do. And, and it is this community. The community is really the origin of the healing. We come out of community. Community was here before us. Yes. And and look how isolated we are today. Oh my God. Well, and I was so, going to point that out. That's the first thing they did is isolate everybody. So no wonder. Right. Right. Election. They didn't have the support. The families. Were, I, I mean, how many people's lives could have been saved just if they had the community? Right. That and then I'll oh. go back to like you said, when you say, how can we get people back? I mean, with that lady with the Sjogren's, it all goes back to like your four pillars and it's all about behavior and it all goes back you to habit. I mean, so it's just so fascinating. And I think it's so interesting. I don't know if you want to even, you know, if you wanted to briefly touch on it, but when you, your story about talking to healing uh, or helping Dell Big Tree's dad, like that he was yeah. sick. And this is what's so interesting because you don't realize how fasting really does help. You always heard like feed a cold, starve a fever. 
you know what it was? Yeah. Is that what it was? But I mean, there yeah. is something that I guess it's true, you know, that and not necessarily feed a cold, probably starve a cold, starve a fever now, but um, <laughs> just that, mm-hmm. right? But mm-hmm. it's so like amazing that you helped him listen to the his his body and and they were trying a lot of the 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 things the natural things they were trying a lot of the things that we all think oh this should be working this should be working and i love how you even say that breath is part of your physical movement it, it is your move it is movement oh, as well. oh. and so anyway if you don't mind like sharing that a little bit i think that that's just such an amazing story for people to hear okay great <laughs> It is an amazing story, and I'll begin by saying that um, Dell's father, whose name is Jack, uh, is the founder. He and his wife um, are the uh, founders of Unity Boulder, which is a thriving Unity Church here in Boulder, and they are both um, Jack and Norma. Um, disciplined, devoted, um, beautiful expressions of healing, right? And they did not understand enough, um, well, how to care for themselves in acute crises. They didn't have the knowledge that we just spoke of. So um, I was called by um, Jack's daughter, uh, who who said, look, my dad's been in the hospital twice. He's coming home and he's coming home to die. He, I've never seen him like this. He's giving up. He's, he's, he, he thinks it's his time. Is there anything you can do for him? And, and I said, I'll have to see. I'll, I'll do my best. So I did a home visit and uh, examined Jack and, uh, and saw what was taking place. And uh, it was pretty clear to me that he could be well. Mm. I believe that he could because um, he, uh, out of his innocent ignorance, of, he had been, he, he was quite nauseated and was trying to eat to keep up his strength. And so immediately, boom, it's obvious to me as it is to you now, that is is not what we ought to be doing here, right? (laughs) So the remedy is what? The remedy is fasting. Mm -hmm. Put him on a fast, right? Put him on just water and, and give him other things, right? Bowel cleansing, as I said, return to the basics here. Uh, and I also had him use because he had uh, uh, a pneumonia, right? His to use a nebulizer with hydrogen peroxide and iodine in it, and to breathe that in. And I gave him the fresh air treatment, which is you open the bedroom windows. Your everything is about fresh air and the use of your breath because obviously your lungs are sick, right? So, uh, so um, in doing this, then I watched him carefully and he began to improve and I gave him dealer's broth <laughs> and he tolerated that. And we go forward and um, he gets better than well, right? He regains his health. 
comes back to Unity Church, uh, gives several beautiful sermons on uh, on his healing process. Uh, and, um, you know, he's well and thriving at 80 years old, at 80, all, maybe 81 now. Himself. All from himself. Like, this is what's so... All from himself. He did it. That's right. it's, it's, it's empowering, too. It's just it's yeah. amazing to hear these stories. Kristen and I were talking about this even before, and Amy, too. We were saying how so often when people get sick, they take on the label of a disease as if it is them, right? So they say, I'm diabetic. I have heart disease. I have cancer. And it becomes a part of their identity. And mm -hmm. we've all noticed that I think we think that's a very dangerous thing to do because it's taking some kind of ownership of this as if now this is the rest of your life. My, my husband, for example, um, injured his back years ago and through yoga and uh, prayer and, and mental, it was mental, it was truly changing mindset and the way he coped with stress, healed himself. But along those years, those probably eight years mm -hmm. of just figuring it out, I would say yeah, to him yeah. regularly, I would say, this is not the rest of your life. Your back is going to heal. This is not, and I would just like on repeat, like a broken record. Mm -hmm. But he will tell you that that was a part of the healing process of stripping away this, oh, this is the rest of my life, to no, I'm going to figure out, and he did, he did. Mm -hmm. He figured out how to heal it, you know? And Beautiful. That, Beautiful. that mindset is so empowering. It turns you from being a victim into yes. a victor. The, knowing that you can, you can find answers. You can, you absolutely mm. Mm. Absolutely. Right on, Holly. <laughs> Absolutely. And and it took him eight years to figure this out. That's the way it is. It's a real problem. Like how many years does it take you to learn to, I don't know, run uh, a five minute mile or to do 25 push ups or, you know, yeah. or to or to get a degree in biochemistry. Right. It, 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 this is how healing is. It's a, it's a work. It's a, yes. It requires regular study and practice, and that's the only way it happens. Mm -hmm. that's, how, that's that's the way healing happens. Yes. And the process itself, as you're saying, shifts, and and continues to shift to have more meaning, mm. and and to and to prove itself uh, and to convince us and to give us real confidence and to feel in our own bodies. This is true, right? Mm -hmm. Right. This is true. I, I can't convince somebody it's true. I might convince them intellectually, but, but their own experience and their own body and their own mind, that's where they go. I got it here. There's yes. no doubt about this. Yeah. yeah. And you Go ahead, Kristen. I was just saying, we all have individual stories of how we had that shift. And, and it's kind of like your body, your body didn't get this sick overnight and you're not going <laughs> to heal overnight either, but everybody's in that quick fix mentality. But I mean, one day I want us to be able to share Chad's story, Amy's husband, my brother-in-law, <laughs> we're married to brothers. Chad is alive today because he completely changed everything, his diet, mm. his mindset, mm. everything. 
anything. Like I even get chills even saying that out loud. Like he is a completely different person and he is healed because of that. And, and you know what's crazy? His doctors are mind blown. They're baffled. They're like, I don't know yeah. how. They're like, wow, your labs look amazing. Everything looks amazing. And they're like, I don't know what you did. And like, we do. We do. We got we tell you, you know, it's, it's, it's ba the baffle yeah. is redonk. I can't stand yeah. it. Like you can stop being baffled if you actually start thinking for yourself. If you actually start reading, mm. right? Like right. Think, just, just think. Just, just think. Just think. It's wild, though, right? And I think that's what we three want to do with people like you, Dr. Charlie. Is we want to break the mindset that is fixed, and and especially in Western culture. Yes. Yeah. How we live in optimal health and how we heal disease. And it's not, we are not sitting here bashing every Western medicine doctor in the world. Listen, I like my son heard his got injured in soccer. I was I was actually with these two flying to California. We were 30 minutes into a five-hour flight. And I get texts that he has been a, a kid landed on his neck. And my son heard the snap when it happened in that scare. Yeah. So there's fear, right? So fear. Fear hopped in real quick. Fear was a passenger in his ride for a minute. And he tried to get up and was lightheaded, probably because he had just had a massive chiropractic adjustment, right? Like he didn't, it, you know, he thought maybe I broke my neck, but I think what in, essentially happened was it just, it definitely cracked. Like, you know, like a, a, a when you're yeah, doing yeah. yeah. He, but, but in this process, you know, I'm thinking to myself, here I talk about, healing yourself and like, you know, and, and I'm trying to balance it from the instinct that is, you know, get him to the hospital. And then, you know, because that's the way we're trained. And then also just saying no. And this is what I had to do because these two were asleep on the plane. I had to, I had to pray. Number one, I had to pray. I had to say, okay, God, you're with him. I can't be there with him right now. You're with him. And take, thank you for taking care of him. Number two, I will not let fear in. I will not let fear in. I'm not going to sit on this plane mm. and sit in fear. I'm not doing it. Not do, that's a choice. That's a choice. I'm not doing it. And I started to just have faith-filled thoughts of he's fine. He's fine. Whatever's happened, he can heal. And then I was on the phone texting my husband, do not let them give him any medications. <laughs> do not like, but <laughs> all by me first, you know, please just let, let's, you know, yeah. 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 Amy. we're going to, we're going to, you know, and, I, and, you know, thank God he's talking about, I will see that place. If they do that, I will yes. see I found that hospital before. Uh, mama then. bear, mama bear. Yeah. <laughs> Don't you touch my baby with that mess. <laughs> and um, and it's so interesting too, Dr. Charlie, because just a side note, I don't even know if I told the girls this yet. The nurse in the room was like, are there any religious reasons why you would not allow us to give him medications? And my husband just goes, I mean, we don't vaccinate him. And she was like, oh. He's never had a vaccine. And my husband goes, no, he's had vaccines, but now we won't vaccinate him. <laughs> and she goes, he goes, and he won't be getting a COVID shot or anything like that. And he goes, from that moment on, she was so annoyed with me. Like she yep. was so angry. Yeah. Yes. But I told Ooh. her, I said, you know, again, it's like having to communicate. Don't give anything without my permission. There's not mm -hmm. one drug that goes into his body that I don't know what's happening. And so I share all that to say, we understand that the old you way sure do. is easy to go back to. And it's also what Kristen said. It's easy to take a pill and just think, oh, this will fix it. It's easy to not take account accountability and responsibility 
for your Ooh, diet, for your movement, for your breath, for those things. And we all get lost in it. We all say, I didn't have time to do this. I didn't, you know, I ate on the go. I did. We all get that. But ultimately, if living long and healthfully is your goal, it is going to require personal responsibility and accountability by you and no one else. No one else can do that for you. That's Amen. it. Amen. That's Amen. It. Okay. <laughs> we are, we are what, three minutes before the hour? Yes. We, we need to, we need to wrap here. Know. Yes. If you don't mind, we would love for you. What is the best advice? And now we've already gotten so many things from you. And girls, I want y'all to ask a question too. But what is your best advice for someone who is sitting in a chronic disease right now and they don't know what to do? And of course, that's a broad thing. But we know that what 49% of Americans have autoimmune disease right now, right? What is your best advice to someone that is sick and doesn't know how to get well? Fast. Where do they start? Like, where do they start, Dr. Charlie? <laughs> really fast? Um, look, look for an answer that doesn't scare you. Yeah. That's good. That's good. I like that. I like yeah. that. Love that. Yeah. 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 I, yeah. yeah. I work with uh, COVID and cancer are the two things that I'm most interested in. And in cancer, uh, I work with a naturopathic oncologist named Marissa Sosky, mm. and uh, we do we do a whole session in the course that we teach that is on fear because mm. fear is just dominant in cancer, right? right? So that's uh, you know it's central. It's central yeah. that we find that we find something that doesn't terrify us. Yes, yeah. I love yeah. that. Yeah. And where can people find you? Yeah, what's your best? What What do you want to leave everybody with? And we want to know what people to know where to find you. And I want to take your six week course that I heard yeah, you talk about. Like, hey, yeah, yeah. Oh, everything. Oh, <laughs> we will. need more of you in our life. Yeah. <laughs> what? Yeah, let's do it. Okay, so I can be reached at my website, which is charliecropley.com. So uh, there. Uh, you can reach me at the word at the word health at charliecropley.com. And uh, and I my main outreach these days is that of training doctors. And I offer a series of courses called Physician Heal Thyself. Mm. And I would. So for any doctors that are listening, um, I. It, the course is fabulous, right? It teaches you how to do this work, how to actually train your patients, how to heal themselves. Wow. It's totally Amazing. fulfilling. So um, that's, that's it. I'm going to say, why don't, why don't we all say thanks and sit quietly and take three breaths and call mm -hmm. it good, huh? Let's yeah. do it. Sounds great. All right. Mm -hmm. I'll call us back at the end. Thank you all so very much.
Thank you. Thank you, Dr. Charles. We need, we need more of that pause in our lives. I know, right? Right, girl? Yes. <laughs> Doesn't it feel so good? You just felt your blood pressure drop. You just, yes. like, it, I, I hope that our listeners, if you didn't do it with us, go back and do it now. Take those three Rewind. Rewind. Yes. Do it with us because amazing what that will do to your mind and your body. Just those three things. Charlie, thank you so much. We Thank look forward all. to talking to you again, and we're going to be connecting everyone with your website. They're going to get all these. Everybody go to our Substack. We send out the links every week. They'll know where to find you, Dr. Charlie, and we'll be seeing you because we're going to keep learning from you. Yes. yes. We'll be seeing you. Thank you so much.